0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bonus Podcast. I'm the host Donatas Urbunas. I'm joined by Rytis Visnavskas. And we're in kind of unusual environment. Yeah. Here. Live from Cologne, one of the host cities of the Eurobasket 2022. And uh, I don't know how about you, Rytis, but it's just amazing experience so far to be here and to be surrounded um, by so many basketball people, first and foremost, from a lot of different levels, starting from the top NBA organizations to some other, just other basketball people and of course huge fan support like differently from from Georgia this is huge fan base here in Cologne uh, of course thanks to Lithuanian supporters four five thousand people are from from Lithuania here but German uh, basketball fans they packed the arena yesterday for their Novisky uh, retirement jersey retirement ceremony so so far it's been just amazing
1: it's been a great experience been a great atmosphere not only in the arena, but in the city as well. Uh, I also had a pleasure to visit a random German Cup game with Bayern Munich and Victoria Köln. So for the first time in my life I've experienced the German football culture the way they support their teams. So that was the beginning of my sort of sporting experience in the city. And then, yeah, yesterday was the first day of the Eurobasket. I think we had three great games. Uh, I wouldn't want to underrate the Bosnian-Herzegovina game with the Hungary. It was also decent, and, and there were a lot of people in the gym already. So the first days are, are really good. I'm I'm excited. Uh, I just, the only complaint from my uh, pr- perspective is that we don't get enough food here. just <laughs> just once per day. I mean, we should be treated. Yeah, because better. we spend here like 12 <laughs> hours per day, so we yeah. should be treated.
0: Way better than we this. We need
1: lunch and dinner, and we only get dinner. I mean, the, the food. I didn't even
0: make the dinner time yesterday because I was busy yeah. after Slovenia-Lithuania game, and I just didn't make it on time. And I kind of—it's you your loss
1: because the food was great, and okay. I had some time in between games because uh-huh. after Lithuania. Oh yeah, Slovenia, you don't do any post-game stuff. Uh, uh, but I have to mm. co- uh, come and the next game, yeah. which was France-Germany, so I I grabbed a bite and it was good. So the quality is good. It's just the timing is is, is not okay. We need a proper lunch because the breakfast is in the hotel for many Mm -hmm. uh, journalists. And then what? For 12 hours, you're going to eat Subway? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's not good for your health.
0: I love you, because you always bring this... Hardwood classic jerseys with yep. yourself, and what was the idea behind Carl Malone jersey? Do you are you going to try to disturb Rudy Gobert before Lithuania France game or, or, or what?
1: No idea behind this, actually. It, it, it just, um, I went to the NBA store in Barcelona and I wanted to get some classic shirts, I got Drajan Petrovic. Nice. Brooklyn, uh, not Brooklyn, New Jersey Nets yeah. and and oh, I got you had it in the, last, yeah, show, in the yeah. last podcast and I had and, and I got this Utah Jazz shirt with Karl Malone and because I, I love this Jazz logo, I love the way it looks, I love the colors yeah. and no other secret stuff behind this purchase, it's not like I'm trying to play some mind games on Rudy or any other guy,
0: yeah. I just met Chauncey Billups, who is here to support Yusuf Nurkic and Bosnia Nas- uh, National Team. It just as as just I mentioned, you know, it's so crazy that there are so many basketball people here and people from the NBA. I remember, for example, Chauncey Billups. I was waking up uh, in the morning to watch these NBA finals between Pistons and uh, Lakers. I was a big hater of Lakers, so I kind of cheered for for the Pistons. And Chauncey was, you know big piece of, of that uh, great, great Detroit Pistons uh, uh, team. Yesterday, I just hit randomly Mark Cuban, who was here with Jason Kidd Michael Finley to, to to support Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, he was super, super nice uh, giving the short interview. And it appeared out he has grandmother from city of Derbene, which has the population of total, like, Thousand people, maybe. It's the
1: birthplace of our coach.
0: And now Kazis Maxvitis is not the most famous, uh, let's say, guy coming from that small town. And yeah, it was even a surprise for uh, Kazis Maxvitis. So I mean, it it was just great. And one, but even more random thing happened yesterday when we, with our colleagues, went to the bar after game, as it should be. And um, I met guy from Luxembourg who approached me and said that, "Hey guys, you're doing good podcast." so nice this and is luxembourg luxembourg wow. this is probably so far it's been the most random country that follows uh, our podcast so very nice. shout out to this guy that's i mean he nice. looks he looks actually like yusuf nurkic we kind of labeled him as a yusuf nurkic because he was big
1: yeah we saw boris diaw just chilling in a random bar okay absolutely but re- he's I mean, here with the french national team i yeah. know but you would expect yeah. like boris diaw to be in some fancy restaurants mm-hmm. but it was just a local pub yeah, <laughs> Yeah. so it's nice to see all the basketball people here, um, and like I said, the experience so far has been great.
0: Yeah, by the way, before we start, uh, our main topics, which will be based on Slovenia uh, and their kind of favorite status in this competition, also new team to watch in Eurobasket, there is a short thing uh, I have to tell you about our partners. If you remember Courtside1891, the platform to watch FIBA games. So we have a great offer for, for you guys. We have a promo code, BASKET25, which will allow you, uh, you to receive 20% uh, off a max annual pass or a max Eurobasket event pass. So the code will expire on September 30th. So uh, just hurry up. Uh, basket 25 and you will get 25% off. Great deal I think uh, I think. Yeah. and uh, yeah by the way uh, <laughs> to, to start the conversation about Slovenia I mean it seems like at least in Lithuania the base of haters of Luka Doncic is just growing because first of all he is just continue to kill us in in every game but also of his you know sometimes he's flopping sometimes he's spending too much time on the floor and you know he's just it seems like that he fuels up you know having this hostile environment in front of him and of course it irritates fans Uh, but I I, I kind of still ride this uh, Luka Doncic bandwagon but at the same time I just thought about the people who ride him to the arena rode him to the arena yesterday uh, for the game I mean the, the taxi famous driver. taxi ride, and I, I, I was curious if you were a taxi driver, and on a random day you got a call to go to the hotel to bring some people to the arena, and you have Luka Doncic, Goran Dragic, and I don't know Mike Toby or whatever in the same car. Who, who, what you w- would be talking about? About would you use that opportunity for some conversation or interaction? You would like to keep uh, for yourself?
1: No, I wouldn't because they're going to a game and i wouldn't want to disturb them actually. come
0: on now but you're just a taxi driver you're not even a journalist well i'm trying Who cares? i'm
1: trying to think that it, i'm still it myself would be still myself. professional yeah so i still have to respect other people and their boundaries and obviously before the game they don't want to be disturbed by some rando
0: they're already disturbed because the they're team disturbed bus is late. by fiba because yeah.
1: <laughs> they don't have the team bus arriving and it's a funny experience now since they won the game, and probably mm. they're laughing about it. Mm. We saw all those Instagram stories from Goran Dragic, Mike Toby, and others. But if they if they had lost the game, I think it, this would have been escalated much more, oh, yeah. maybe even in the press conference uh, after the game. But anyway, it's it's hard to understand how how could the organizers miss the bus for the European champions to the game.
0: I never heard anything like that. I mean, we had stories in Venezuela, uh, but there. I mean,
1: something something was fishy there all the time because it 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 seemed like they were trying to disturb the other teams. But in this case, you're not expecting something like this to happen. And especially in Germany, in the Eurobasket. I, I can only imagine the whole situation like the the Slovenian players and the staff <laughs> are already waiting outside and like nobody's showing up. No one's showing up. Five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Where are they? And then you. S- I think the first uh, tweet was from the slovenian basketball federation yeah
0: and then it was followed by the goran yeah
1: yeah and then everybody <laughs> saw it and and they realized the funny side of things let's say they got there on time they played the game they won the game but <laughs> this shouldn't
0: happen This <laughs> it's, it's not acceptable really another funny side was that mike toby as mike uh, toby laughed that i asked him you know probably the taxi driver was impressed you know with the passengers he had uh, today and he said that he didn't even get an idea, you know, that they were basketball players or European champions. And probably they didn't even recognize Luka Doncic, for example. Well, so it's
1: not a basketball country. There is a basketball yeah. bubble. But mm. in general, when we arrived at our hotel, which is the official FIBA mm. media hotel, the reception had no clue that there is some sort <laughs> of Eurobasket happening here in the city. So, yeah, it's it's not a basketball country, not a basketball city. But anyway, um, probably it's time for us to talk more about basketball than taxis, the, the, food, and, and, and there, some other there stuff. The reason I'm <laughs> still
0: riding this Luka Doncic bandwagon, especially here in FIBA uh, competitions, is that, I mean, you cannot... It's, it's hard. I mean, he continues to surprise you every time because, for example, the game against Lithuania, it was... By far, you know, no chance one of the better games of Luka Doncic. In the fourth quarter, he didn't even score a field goal. But the way he played, the way he slowed down the game at his pace and used his basketball vision and used all these uh, miscommunications in Lithuanian defense, played this pick-and-roll with Mike Toby without scoring a basket... He controlled the game and he kind of, you know, killed Lithuanians yeah. with this pick-and-roll game with Mike Tobi. I mean, it was just amazing and just another pure example how the guy like Luka Doncic can impact his team and the whole game in general, not even, you know, being scoreless in the fourth quarter. It's just, it just incredible, really.
1: Yeah, it was one of one of those days when his step-back shots were not really working, even though the very first uh, sequence in the game was Lithuania switching on a pick-and-roll. Mm. And Shunas is against Doncic and Doncic hits the first three pointer and then probably everyone's thinking we're in for a long night (laughs) but no the shots were not going in but he still found ways to be the best player on the court to lead his team and as you said he was just feeding Mike Mike Toby I mean uh, he's making Mike Toby a superstar yeah Mike Toby is a decent EuroLeague center but in Slovenia He's a superstar. Luka Doncic is making him a superstar up to the level that the Dallas Mavericks are considering
0: him. I I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if after this Eurobasket, we will hear all these rumors again that Dallas or any (laughs) other NBA team is interested in Mike Toby and bringing him to the NBA. I think only Dallas because of (laughs) the connection. But, you know, there's a bunch of Dallas people over there as well. And
1: about Luka being himself, like, sometimes flopping. Sometimes you see those uh, sarcastic smiles. I like that. Yeah, me too. He's into it. He's passionate about the game. He loves being there. He loves the booze and everything. He loves being in a full arena. I think he would hate to play in Belisi with an empty gym. Mm -hmm. And now he sees all the Lithuanian people in the crowd. And when the Slovenian team is being presented, Mm -hmm. he is just laughing because there's a lot of noise. And people obviously have some hate towards him after the last year's Olympic uh, qualifying tournament. And... And he just always delivers on the basketball court. He finished with 14 points. I think this is one of the lowest scoring yeah. performances for him. Four of
0: 14 shooting. Yeah. But
1: in the end, he's still the MVP of the game. Yeah. I mean, there were other great performances. Uh, Goran Dragic really showed once again how important it is that he came back to this mm. team for this one last tournament because he was just hitting some daggers. That sequence when Marius Grigonis was wide open We were down by one. If he hits the shot, we're up by two. Could have been a different ball game, but he missed it. Mm. And then on the other side of the court, Goran Dragic just hits a dagger and we're down by four. And then the Slovenians sort of took charge of the game and never let it go again. I think first of all, I mean, we're probably focusing more on Slovenia because we had Mm. our thoughts about Lithuanian, our Lithuanian um, podcasts, but it was a quality game. Overall, yeah, I think Lit- especially for the Eurobasket opener, Lithuania maybe even surprised some people. Mm-hmm. We stayed in the game the whole time. We were up by
0: five and in the fourth quarter. We found some X factors like Kuzminskas and LeKavicius. And they did an the amazing job, I mean, trying to contain Luca. They were different yeah. compared to the last year's Olympics. They Completely played different. drop defense. They switched on him. They attacked him and the offense through Ignas Brzdakis, for example. They were aggressive. They elbowed him twice. Uh, Jonas Lanchunas wanted to, you know, yeah. make him blinded or something. I mean, a lot of was going on there. But That's you know. the problem. Our
1: post-up game wasn't working against so a bonus against Luca. I think two or three times, Luca just, uh, how to say, push the ball yeah. from from from, from behind his hands mm-hmm. from from behind and then the the last play that actually killed the game was the unsportsmanlike foul and you cannot complain about the call no. because it was an elbow to the face it's an easy call for the referee even though it took like three or four minutes for them to decide uh, yeah. when, when they were watching the replays anyway um it was not like the most dominant performance by slovenia no. but they still this is what good teams do. They always found, find a way to win the game. And something wasn't clicking. Maybe some shots were not going in, especially for Prepelic, who is mm. a good shooter, but he yeah. missed some wide open spot-up shots. But still, they managed to win the game. This is the most important thing. And and again, hats off to Luca, Hats off to Goran Dragic. And, and just a great game to start the Eurobasket for us. Mm. It was only the first game and and probably the highlight of the day. And I cannot say the highlight of the first... uh, They have the competition in general? The match day, like today the other games are happening. And we're talking, we're recording this before Croatia against Greece. Yeah, and this might be a spectacular basketball game, but we're gonna have our takes about Yanis and and own and all the others in other episodes.
0: Yeah, that's true. We'll focus yeah. on basically on what uh, has happened uh, in the first day here in Cologne because we had amazing nights, including Lithuania-Slovenia game, uh, Germany-France, and also this uh, Dirk's celebration. But, anyways, yeah. uh, talking about Slovenia, it seems like there's this narrative that people think that Slovenians are not as good as as they were before. Uh, Maris Grigonis through this quote uh, yesterday, saying that they're not as good as they were in 2017. Would you agree on that? No. Does it make any sense? Because no. I mean, compared to t- 2017, and he said that, I, I asked him, why do you think like that? And he said, oh, Goran Dragic got older. Yes, he got older, but at, even at his peak, he was not as, as good as Luka Doncic is now, or he was last year. Other players also, okay, they're coming off bad seasons, and your most of them, they're coming off Let's say average seasons and they're European teams. And you can argue that Mike Toby is not as good as maybe uh, Anthony Randall was. I as don't agree speak. with that. I, think I mean, I he's a better I fit think he's a but better individually. Fit. Yeah, he's but not better. That, but that's what you need a better fit, not but necessarily I just think a better fit. That's, that's a bad comparison. I don't know. Maybe even comparing this team to the last year, Goran Dragic is a huge upgrade. And I understand yeah. some concerns. Uh, some are saying yeah. that, okay, the supporting cast is aging coming off a hard season. Gorod Dragic is 36. He is different than he was before. Uh, And Luka Doncic, some say that he wants to keep things under his control even more than before, just like in Dallas. And it doesn't necessarily help the Slovenian team. But I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe they're just a bit laid back Right now, after their, you know, this previous year f- experience, this is the first This is the game first game the... and they won yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so. the
1: first game doesn't decide the outcome of the tournament, and everybody knows that. If Slovenia is going to go deep in the tournament. That's a fact. Mm. I f- uh, they're the semifinal team, and then anything can happen if they face Serbia or or, or Greece. Yeah. I mean, anything could happen in that one single basketball game. But I don't agree, really, with yeah. the n- notion that this Slovenian team is... Not words. as good as it yeah. was in 2017. I mean, in 2017, for example, they didn't have Latko Csancar, who is a oh, yeah. very important piece of the of the puzzle. And Dragic... I don't really get all the talks about his age. Mm. Did you see him on the court yesterday? Yes, maybe he lost some speed, but when he's driving to the left, he is still unstoppable. Mm. And sometimes Lithuanian defenders got under the screens and he just killed us with the three-pointers. It seemed like every time... One of our guys hits a free, and we're getting all these good emotions. Like because yeah. it's a free, immediate answer from Dragic. Immediate, yeah. he was he hit like four, and one jump shot when he stepped on the line, something like that. Could be, yeah. So it's impossible to say that Goran Dragic is not as good. So the team is declined.
0: Mm. No. Yeah, I don't get it. Not at all. Okay, he's not as good as he was in 2017, but I mean, he comparing can the whole the tournament of the team.
1: with an average of like 17 or 18 points, it's just in 2017 he was the MVP, and Luca was a teenage superstar. Now Luca is a legit top three player in the world, mm. and Goran Dragic is still one of the best guards in this tournament. Mm. So I'm sorry to everyone saying that Slovenia is not as good. I don't think you're right. Mm. Um, I think it's just one game and the most important thing, they won the game. The fact is, they're not good on defense. They never were, yeah. they never will be with this roster. They're vulnerable, other yeah. teams will find ways to attack them. But again, 92-85 is the scoreline. We are very happy about our offense. We're very happy about Kuzminskas, Lekavic, Grigonis and all the mm. others putting up points, shooting in transition and uh, and everything was fine with that. Other teams will also score against Slovenia. But they do what they do. They have Luka on the court. They win games. They don't care about 90 points that they concede. They're going to score more buckets. That's it. It's very Mm. simple.
0: Although I think that the game against Germany, I rewatched that game after our last episode and actually found some interesting material uh, there. I I just think that it was a great wake-up call for the supporting cast of Luka Doncic because Luka was playing pretty much uh, his way but the way other players were for me they seemed to be lazy looking down on details not focused on discipline I mean that was the face of the team which you cannot uh, let to see on the court you can't afford playing like that because they're not as good I mean excluding Luca, they're not as good Uh, as they might think in some situations and they always have to play 100% if they want to repeat the last year's run or the 2017 run so I think it was a a good wake-up call for them and they saw the path the way they might lose games and there are plenty of good teams here in Eurobasket to punish them so there's no room for them uh, you know to relax and especially to lose this let's say first place in this group because if you finish second or third you might be in trouble in quarterfinals so Okay, even in quarter-finals playing against Serbia or Greece, they might be in a good position to win it, but still, the way to the finals would be way more complicated than it could be. So, do you Mm. see them losing any other games in in this group? Watching Germany and France. Of course, again, the first game of the uh, group stage, but still, having a better understanding how teams look. One one loss at most, but I'm predicting they're going to sweep the group. Mm.
1: Uh, Obviously france and germany those are difficult obstacles not easy games for sure germany is on the hype right now france i don't think they can be any worse that than they were yesterday we're gonna get to that probably uh but not really i i do see slovenia winning the group even if they lose one game i think they they should be mm. in the first place uh, anyways yeah unless and, oh germany will
0: sweep everybody i realized
1: my silly mistake to knock the ball out of somebody's hands. Oh yeah, that's it. pushed the ball. Yeah. You know, I'm talking so much during this Eurobasket yeah. and I'm even forgetting Lithuanian words. Yeah. Not only English, but yeah, anyway, let's get back to business.
0: Germany is a fun team to watch. Oh yeah. I mean, I was I was amazed. I I I didn't have any energy after Slovenia-Lithuania game, you know, but I just You're tired. I was I was tired really because so much was happening around especially the post game stuff you know it just exhausts you but I was like watching this German team and I saw you know Olympic finalists which didn't have any chance to beat Germany in that game I mean the, Germany was so aggressive they were always under the skin of French team I liked the versatility of their defense with Thais as a main center for example they don't have these tall guys uh, on the front but All these, you know, uh, athletic guys, physical guys, and they're looking for these steals. They're playing very uh, aggressive defense, which led to a lot of fast break points, for example. And offensively, I mean, Dolo is like cooking. He, he looks like the nba player at the moment in He's the second half Greece in the face Let, let's remember this, that in the first half he only assist, played five minutes yeah it's just it's just it's just crazy and then they also have this dennis shooter which is doing some nice uh, celebrations and stuff and, and actually about dennis i need clarification from german brother do you really say shooter
1: Probably not. They shouldn't. He's yeah. Schroeder. Sh- Schroeder. Okay, we won't be as accurate <laughs> as that, probably. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah he's Schroeder. Because I had a discussion with one of my mates yesterday. He sent me the link uh, where Dennis says to the Atlanta Hawks media mm-hmm. that his name is last name is Schroeder. But I know that. That's why Jakob Purtle says to the NBA people, "Oh, I'm Purtle." Because mm. it's there's, it, there's, it there's just no way the Americans would the run pronounce the yeah. But <laughs> But we should be. We should try to keep it real. <laughs> anyway, Dennis Schroeder actually didn't have a particularly good game on offense hmm. because we know him. He is not not a very consistent player. He's not a very consistent shooter. And when he misses his first couple of shots, teams start to go under the screens. They just don't want to let him in the paint, don't want to let hmm. him drive and just force him to take jump shots. And he was not hitting any of those jump shots. But the good thing was... Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder sure, yeah. sometimes, sometimes seems like a player that might destroy the whole team chemistry. None of that happened mm. yesterday. Mm. Even though the shots were not falling, he was very positive on the court and even on the bench. When he was sitting on the bench, he mm. was cheering for Modolo and and waving the towel. So that's the good thing. It seems like this year when Schroeder is the captain of the team, Mm-hmm. he brings more positive energy more positivity than in some other tournaments particularly 2019 the world cup when yeah. I, I think he was just playing hero ball so and the other good thing about germany is they have five guys on the floor that can shoot the free and it's, mm. it's it's very hard for, for France playing with those two bigs
0: to defend the perimeter when Tice is shooting, yeah. when Fortman is shooting. It depends on who is on the backcourt. I mean, if there's Nick Weiler-Bab and Schroeder, you know. But they're still
1: capable of hitting a free pointer And and I'm I'm, I'm focusing on the bigs, actually. Mm. The bigs yeah, are shooting. Yeah. Fortman is shooting. Yeah. Tice is shooting. Um, T-man is shooting. Vobo got in a foul trouble yesterday. Mm. He, he didn't have a, an impact on the game. But anyways, everyone's shooting the ball in this team. And when you're playing with two bigs, we're going to play two bigs against them. Also, JV and Sabonis. Mm. It's hard to defend the perimeter. It's so uncomfortable. It's it's very difficult. And what I loved the most about Germany and particularly Johannes Thiemann, he was not scared of Rudy Gobert. Mm. He didn't care about his Defensive Player of the Year trophies. He attacked him. The very first action, Timon got an end-1 against Rudy Gobert. Mm. Everyone was attacking Rudy Gobert. Gobert, you cannot even say he was good on defense. He was actually exposed. Yeah, Yeah. he
0: was... He was exposed. Miserable, I would say. Miserable in both ends of the floor. Yabusele was the only positive thing about... France yesterday
1: he was fighting he was fighting for every ball he was aggressive he was trying to score Evan Fournier was not himself mm. uh Bob did a good job on defense obviously and, and and the other guys as well but it was so painful to to watch France the I spacing was, so was terrible them. Yeah. spacing was terrible
0: there was long possessions Missing that shot of selection. Shots. And I mean, no. energy wise, they couldn't match Germany at all. They didn't have no. any chance. So I was, and you know, that's also comes to the thing that people don't really realize how important Nanda DeCole and Nicola Batum oh, yeah. was for this team. Oh, yeah. And of course, basketball-wise, you know, what they add on the floor with this leadership, with their skill, with defense, and Nicolas Botum being a glue guy of that team. But also, off the court, from what I understood, I mean, France is still trying to figure out who are their leaders. And it, you kind of could notice that on the court, that they're just... You know, miserable as they said, as I said. So I don't think they're going to be that miserable. No, it's, it's another syndrome of the first game of the competition. But they, they should be fine in
1: in my opinion moving forward. But uh, yeah, there are a lot of question marks. First of all, about the young guys. Mm-hmm. Like Elio Kobo is supposed to be the new Nando De Colo in this team, but he just burned out in the first game, like Rokas Gukaitis did yeah. for Lithuania, yeah. something like that. And Teo Maladon. Other teams will do what the Germans did, they're not going to guard him on Mm -hmm. the three-point line. Just shoot as much as you want, you're not a shooter. And yesterday he was trying, but it didn't work. So uh, those younger players in this team, they're probably still not ready. They are some years away of replacing the veterans like Batuma and and De Colo. And this team is just very dependent on Fournier and Ertel as, as the two ball handlers. And they have to do much better than yesterday in order to win some games.
0: Yeah, and a couple of things uh, to say about Germany as well. By the way, Mo Wagner is here around the team and I just talked with Dennis Schroeder uh, as well and he said that he kind of plays important role, you know, being just together with the guys, pushing them and being that vocal guy around the team. Uh, but the thing about German national team, what you said about, you know, just being a uncomfortable fit for other opponents having these bigs uh, some great leaders we cannot forget Franz Wagner who also had some very nice uh, plays and um, I, I had a conversation with a former national team player of one strong national team the other day and he said that these Eurobasket or World Cup competitions they're just so unique because if if you have a best available roster it doesn't necessarily translate into a best position to win some nettles for example because it basically takes two things having and building great chemistry quickly and having good pieces good momentum on the floor at the time the competition starts and finishes and you know watching this german team i think that so far they have everything because even this victory against slovenia you could you could kind of think that you know it was some kind of coincidence and it was more about slovenia being not themselves but then watching them you know just destroying france exposing them in many different ways i yeah. just fall in love with them and what i like about their defense is that their numbers are amazing i mean france and slovenia they were top four teams in the olympic games offensively by scoring slovenia scored hundred points per game last year in Tokyo, France eighty five. They kept France around sixty three points and then Slovenia seventy one. It's just it's just remarkable. So I,
1: I didn't understand some of of the rotations Vincent Collet did in this game. It seemed like a friendly game where you're trying to play with some different lineups. You go small, mm. you go big, you try with the, three guards. They and, tried Poirier. They, they tried Gebert. everything. They didn't try Mustafa Fall. maybe he was not ready to play. I don't know, no, he, had an, was not, he yeah. had an injury, right? It was just confirmed but, before the competition. When the coach is trying to search for the best lineup during the game, it looks like he's not ready for the tournament. And it was strange to see that because Vincent Collet is a very experienced coach. He's been with this French team
0: for how mm. long? 10 years? More, long as more, we remember. more yeah. than 10 years, yeah. probably. 14 he was years already in the team in 2011, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, so it's been a while.
1: Um, yeah, so that's it about France. I think they're going to be better, and the uh, bad thing is uh, we're facing them next, and I don't think Fournier is going to be as bad in mm. two games in a row, and, and some other guys as well. They will be angry about their performances uh, from yesterday, but about Germany, I still want to mention two names. First of all, Niels Giffey. <laughs> he ju- He's just proving that he's not a bad player, but last season when he was playing in Konas, yeah it was the wrong place at the wrong it was time. Bad, it was just a bad fit, yeah. And For here, both. he knows his role, he plays his role. Like the NBA coaches say, just be a superstar in your role. Mm. We're not asking everybody on the court to be heroes, but be a superstar in your role. And he played his role perfectly yesterday. And the other guy is Franz Wagner nothing too spectacular from him Mm. yesterday but watching him in the orlando magic his uh, in his rookie season and watching him yesterday i realized one thing franz wagner maybe doesn't have one elite superstar skill but every single basketball thing he does is on a very good level like off the ball movement playing one-on-one with the ball in his hands defending one-on-one rotating on defense every single aspect of the game is good nothing elite yeah. but good which makes him a player that doesn't really have any weak spots mm, I and he's I, so smart i man. think he's gonna have some um spectacular performances in the tournament maybe uh, one game where he leads germany to to victory but for a coach to have a player like this what a treasure really mm. he does so much for the team to wrap
0: up this group stage in cologne what's your most favorite Dirk Nowitzki moment My most, well, it's 2011 NBA Finals, and
1: Dwayne Wade and LeBron James are sort of mocking Dirk Nowitzki with this fake cough. (coughs) And then Dirk just goes on the court and kicks their asses. Mm. Game winners, clutch shots, everything he did in that series just made him legendary. He was legendary already in European eyes, but some American fans and experts maybe had doubts about him being soft. He didn't win a ring in In 2006, he lost even though they were leading 2-0 against uh, against uh, the Miami Heat and Dwayne Wade. And in 2011, he just kicked their asses. The big free Chris Bosch, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, he couldn't care. Um,
0: And the way he reacted to that Mm. <laughs> it was just amazing ah, Dick, so. Dick is just awesome, he spent like 15 or 20 minutes just you know signing signatures after his ceremony yeah. and just going to the mix zone and I mean I, I love the most, not just about his game, but just about his personality especially connecting it to nowadays that whenever he failed with Dallas, he had some failures with Dallas before becoming NBA champion I mean, maybe he was lacking of better players around him He never requested a trade. I mean, he never requested. He was underpaid. You you could say he was underpaid. He, he, yeah, he reduced his salary in order, you know, to bring some uh, better players around him. And, you know, he never had any arguments with the owners. He was amazing player for the organization. And especially nowadays, when these guys are switching teams so fastly, despite, you know, signing four-year contracts. I'm talking about, When he's, do you remember his MVP season? He won the MVP.
1: And what happened then? They lost to the Golden State Warriors, the, oh, fa- the famous first, the famous eighth seed against mm-hmm. the first seed. And a lot of criticism then. Where's your MVP? It's the playoff. Yeah. Why is he not delivering? But he always answered, always silenced all the critics and she, doubters. He just called his personal yeah. coach, Holgren, and just worked his ass off yeah. in the gym. One of my favorite players ever. And if you talk about feedback competitions, the most memorable moment is obviously the game winner over Jorge Garbajosa mm-hmm. in the semifinals. Yes, what a yes. shot. What a shot, really, in 2005. So Dirk is a true legend of the game, a role model, an example to many, and he did so, m- so much for the German basketball in general. Like, when he was playing almost 20 years ago, he didn't have a lot of help. No oh,
0: NBA no. or EuroLeague players, really. But, but right now he was now, almost like Luka Doncic you know on his German team yeah. the way he managed to connect everybody around and to push them forward to but make them Doncic better Doncic right now
1: has a lot of help in yeah. comparison yeah, like, yeah I agree like, and Dirk was doing this with Pascal Roller and, and Patrick and Femmerling Molokola, no disrespect yeah, yeah. no disrespect and right now we see a German team full of NBA and EuroLeague players mm. and if not for Dirk who knows mm. if so many young guys would pick up a basketball
0: so just
1: Massive respect to the man. Yeah.
0: The, the biggest story outside this group uh, from Tbilisi was the empty seats in the gym. But at the same time, I, I love the quotes of Ataman. And uh, he compared it uh, to U18 tournaments. And Scariolo made an amazing uh, quote saying that Lorenzo Brown relative, probably there were more Lorenzo Brown relatives watching the game online than fans in the gym. But at the same time, are you really surprised? by the crowd in Tbilisi I mean even in Lithuania we kind of call ourselves basketball country and blah 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 it's our second religion we had Tony Parker Dirk Nowitzki I don't remember which particular cities maybe Sholeon and Letus. there were like also thousand people coming to watch them so I'm not really surprised about that and it's kind of you know casual thing of Eurobasket competitions that in one or two cities there's just no fans because these national teams who are playing there they don't just don't have these fan bases will follow their national teams like Finnish? They're gonna have like five thousand people uh, to support Finland national team, or Lithuanians the same, four or five thousand.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Maybe maybe Georgia is a little bit unlucky that in their group they have Spain, and Spain is not known for traveling mm-hmm. supporters. Uh, they have Turkey. Okay, Turkey has fans, and I think they're gonna be. In Berlin, yeah. when when they play the knockout tournaments, they will qualify probably. And teams like Montenegro, um, also not known, Bulgaria, uh, they just go, and the local people just go there to support their team. Yeah. Like you have the day ticket, and if I had a day ticket, I would probably go to see all three games on the match day. But, but, but uh, as well, you also like like a have casual, a job, so, yeah, so a casual there fan, are some working hours. As casual well. fan just goes to the most important game, which mm. is in the evening, the best time slot. Uh, the home team is playing and, and he's supporting his team. Uh, so I'm not surprised, really. I'm not, uh, I don't know how to deal with this. Uh, of course, for the players, it's Boring. Yeah, disappointing.
0: With First of all, when, kind of,
1: when we were here in the media room, I uh, was watching the 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 opening game of the EuroBasket, Spain, Bulgaria. Yeah. yeah. I thought to myself, like, are there COVID restrictions mm. in Georgia, <laughs> in Belisi, because there are no people. But yeah, there were
0: many strange yeah. things. I didn't expect that Spain can be such a high-scoring team. I, I mean, mean, come they, on!
1: I I saw the game. They w- Bulgaria was wasn't playing any defense at all. It was very easy for Lorenzo Brown and Villar and Gomez. And the way Bulgarians were defending, it seemed like Rudy Fernandez is once again 25 years old, mm. although he's 37. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, what what was the scoreline?
0: Uh, 114-87. Yeah, 114. <laughs> wow, C-
1: crazy numbers. And, and Turkey had problems, oh, actually. Yeah. They had problems. Oh, yeah. and, but they got the win, which is the most important thing. But still, again, after, even after this game against Montenegro, we're still probably doubting, is Turkey really that good? Yeah, Are they going go kind of to go to the semi-final as, a as we
0: predicted? Yeah. Mm, who knows? I'm not so confident at Who knows? The we'll see what happens. Then. But at still least we
1: finally saw Shane Larkin shooting the basketball. Because again, in the first quarter, it was painful to see him just standing there in the corner and Mm. seeing other players playing pick and rolls with with, uh, Shengun or Shanley. And finally, he hit like three, three pointers in a row, maybe got some rhythm. That's the Shane Larkin they need, that's the Shane Larkin he's supposed to be, and Mm. hopefully he will be uh, moving forward in the tournament.
0: Yeah, and the another uh, surprising thing was, at least for me, that Belgium won against Georgia. I mean, I just thought mm. that they're going to beat Georgia. Will yeah. beat, even without Toko Schengeler, they have enough talent yeah. to beat other teams in their group to, to qualify. So it was it was interesting. But yeah, in general, exciting start of the Eurobaskets We have a lot of drama. So far so, good. so far,
1: so good. And there are... Many a, more things Many to more happen, things probably. to happen. Uh, I'm really excited to go and watch Croatia against Greece, actually, uh-huh. right now. Because it's like
0: after half an hour this is just the routine of the Eurobasket. Yeah. basketball never stops as well as our job so that that was that was it follow us on basketnews.com basket news youtube channel and just in general i mean believe me trust me our twitter channel instagram channel if you want to keep up to date with the Eurobasket and feel the real pulse of the competition just follow these accounts because you know we really provide the best content so thank you all and see you next time thanks see you next time
1: Hey everyone! Hey fans, Paul here. Courtside 1891 is your home to stream EuroBasket 2022. Visit Courtside 1891 today.
0: Don't miss the action, live or on demand.